and welcome to One Day Contract, the Panthers talk show where we're joined each week by a new personality who we've signed to a one-day contract to join the show. Even better for us, this one-day contract doesn't pay a cent except for the warm, fuzzy feeling that maybe, just maybe, they've made some new best friends. One Day Contract is a proud part of the Riot Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Be sure to check out some of our network mates. Keep pounding the Roaring Riot podcast, or it is what it is, for even more great talk about your favorite team. Even better, follow Riot Network on Twitter at the Riot Network to stay up to date on all your favorite pods. I am Nikki Wolf. Alongside of me, as always, we've got Mr. Colin Hoggard, columnist and contributor for the Riot Report, Miles Bridges Fan Club Treasurer. Ooh, you got upgraded to Treasurer. And he wishes it was 2003. 2003, Nikki likes that. Young Smitty, young Pep, young Colin. Lots of like in 2003. All, all the likes for 2003. And Josh Klein, managing editor for the Riot Report. Co-host, it is what it is, an all-around debonair gentleman. Ooh, we are sophisticated AF over yeah, here. Well, I would have my top hat and my vest and my bow tie today, and a monocle, so I'm ready for auction. And a monocle. Oh, like and the, the Monopoly uh, guy. Yeah, yeah. And the SG, our one-day contract today, is Mr. Max Henson, staff writer and content editor for Panthers.com, co-host, press coverage, grill master to the stars, president of the Bill Voth fan club, and amateur restaurant critic, I got to know how many people are in that fan club. Oh, I mean, we, we've lost count at this point. It's It just keeps growing. I mean, in so the time two. I've been sitting here, we probably gained. It's the whole city of Cleveland, right? The, the, yeah, is, no. yeah. Everybody loves Bill. Who doesn't? And it's, you pronounce his last name right, which as the president of the fan club, I was going to correct you if you pronounce it incorrectly. So yes. you've, got your, you. you've got the pin on with the O kudos and the you. two dots mm-hmm. over it. Exactly. Just exactly. in case. That's what, is that the long O? Is the O with the two dots? Or is it the, the line? I don't know. I, I didn't realize we'd be getting into grammar so fast, but I asked a question I don't know the answer to. Now I'm just curious. Yeah, we usually wait a good 10 minutes until we get to the grammar portion of the podcast. We'll get there. I know we're going to get there. It's going to be very exciting. How's what? everybody doing? I want to know who vice president is as a fan club. Ooh, that's a great question. Is you want to know who the vice president is? We don't have a vice president. No. Oh, it's like a dictatorship. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I run the show. Yeah. That you decide on the t-shirt right. designs. It's all yours. Yes. No, I run the show. How about, we, we're not even talking about the amateur restaurant critic part of that. I oh, mean, that's I a great like point. I feel like that's what we should be, especially with, we were just talking before the show about how it should be on Yelp more. I feel yeah. like I have a lot to offer to that community. Well, I mean, Josh knows. He hears me spewing nonsense about restaurants I've been to all the time. So I literally will text Max and be like, hey, I'm in this four block radius. Where should I go? And he'll be like, oh, let me tell you. There are a couple places. This one's got four dollar <laughs> size. And I'm not this just Googling got... yeah, for no. you. I'm actually, I actually have some. So when you give recommendations, are you you sending for a dish, an environment? Like what kind of reviewer do you think you will be? If if somebody were to ask me those questions, it was like, look, like my parents are coming to town. I need a place that's not too loud and the food's good and it's not going to be like an hour wait to get a table. I've got some places I can give you. I mean, we just... I feel like it was all leading up to a specific place, and you didn't give it to us. I could. We we could go, but I I guess I I was just going to explain. I mean, Luce, feel free. This is a podcast for the community. It's a safe space. (laughs) Yes. I was just going to say. We're still not using that correctly. No, no, definitely not. (laughs) Um, It's just, it's like kind of become a hobby um, that can get expensive at times, but still, I just love going out to eat. It's just a thing my wife and I just love to do, so we're always, any new restaurant that comes out. We're usually trying to get there pretty quickly to see if it's awesome. So, so do you consider yourself a foodie? Yeah, I, I yeah, I would I would call my I call myself an amateur foodie. 
I don't really know what that means, but I don't want to sound. You mean too... you think there's other foodies that are getting paid to do this? I just don't want to sound. <laughs> are you don't... an influencer? <laughs> oh. oh, I just don't want to sound too like I don't know arrogant by calling myself like I'm a foodie and like I know like I just I enjoy food, but I'm I don't I'm no expert. I just if you ask my opinion, I'll give it to you, and I I like going out to eat. So you like the way things taste. So you like yes. gar- I, I, like I like garlic. That doesn't make yeah. me a foodie, right? And I guess I sometimes get like I can't. Is that weird? <laughs> Is that a weird sentence? It, like we had it. We had an, our intern Jared this past year. Um, Jared Allen. Jared Allen, former defensive end for the Minnesota Vikings. Yes. No. Now that I, I, you I mean still, for the Carolina I, Panthers. I, I, yes, I smile. Every what time. podcast is this? Sorry, I thought it was locked on purple. <laughs> every time someone mentions that, it makes me laugh. But no, not that Jared Allen. But he would always tell us that he just doesn't really care. Food, like food to him is just a matter of like getting calories in his body and then he can go about his day. Like he just doesn't get excited really about eating at like a great restaurant or having a great meal or going to a local spa where everybody like, you know, says you have to go. He just doesn't care. And to me, I'm just like, how can you, you're missing out on so much. That sounds like something a robot would say. Yeah, or right. like a, He's not the only one who thinks that way. I don't know. It just baffles mm, His so, life sounds sad. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, have, the... I have lots of questions because I like food. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so is there is there a particular like, I, I consider myself like a like a, a burger guy. Like I like yes. burgers. Yeah. So is there a particular thing that you're like, I got to try this. You know, if if there's a, a, a allegedly a good one, you're talking about like burgers specifically. I, I, no, I'm asking. No, no, no. I'm asking what's He's your. He's got things. a top three. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, because yeah. we can go through burgers in Charlotte if yes. we want to. We will. Maybe um, not on the podcast, but we will. No, I don't think it's a specific like if a new burger joint opens. I'm pretty open minded. I think that's. The great thing about food is like there's so many like amazing different types of restaurants out there now. And the more I feel like traveling, I mean, we've talked about this, Josh, too, like that has kind of opened my mind up to to like trying to go and explore and find these places who make authentic fill in the blank, whatever that is. Um, so nothing really specific. I'm just pretty much up for anything that I hear is really tasty. That's pretty much now I think we all want to know what the best burger in Charlotte is. Well, what do you I got? feel like when we talk burgers in Don't Charlotte, say Shake Shack. Oh, here we go. We're not no, you that can't debate. do that. No. But I feel like when you talk burgers in Charlotte, everybody talks bad daddies. Like that's like everyone mentions it. Yeah. And I just I'm I think it's I think it's fine. I think it's good, but that's just not where I go with that. Like Bang Bang to me, I think it's a phenomenal burger. Yeah, that's that you know, gets that's my vote. Always been like very highly regarded here. I think Kickstand has a outstanding burger mm-hmm. as well. Um, Good draft list at Kickstand as well. Yeah, um, I'm trying it's to just think a what restaurant else. podcast. Now. Greens, greens, um, greens. Yeah. Zach's hamburgers. Zach's is like an old school Charlotte establishment, which I think is cool too. You know, like the right. places that have been around forever. And um, Brooks so, Sandwich House. Brooks, we're talking yeah, about, and yeah. Brooks is another one that I think is. So, it's just because it's so unique too. That kind of, the whole kind of experience there is very different. So. Yeah, th- that's kind of the group, I would say. What time are we recording this podcast? <laughs> oh, it's dinner time. That's right. Don't worry. We'll start in 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. The, the next 20 minutes of this podcast will just be us eating burgers. That we <laughs> Just pause it right now, and we'll come back after we brought in some burgers. Do I have to talk about burgers. Panthers football? Can we just keep talking about food for a while? I mean, yeah. I'll talk French fries. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to make some moves... We could talk about short sleeve button up shirts if you want. I was gonna say oh, let's I make the, was... le- the next logical move to short sleeve button up shirts, right? Yeah. From Obviously. hamburgers to that. So let's let's get to it. Are they appropriate for men, or do they just make you look like eleven year old? Well, boys? I'm curious what these two. Yeah, no, I mean we've we've already hashed out off yeah. podcast, which we'll get to our opinions in okay. a second. Everybody, the world is waiting, but Ooh, the world is Nikki, waiting. What do you think about 
a man, a grown man wearing a short sleeve button up shirt. Is there more context than that? You know no. I mean, I feel like I feel like on on a boat. No, no, we're not on a boat. Oh, we're we're a in a regular okay. situation. Okay. I'm just looking out for Nikki I, here. I don't want her to get we're the, reco- you know, the say, Twitter hate. Say, for instance, that we're recording a podcast, and someone were to walk in, and they were wearing a short sleeve button-up shirt. Would you look at them and say, hey, he looks like a gentleman on a casual day? Or would you look at him and say, hey, he looks like he just uh, graduated kindergarten. Congrats. <laughs> Maybe not kindergarten. Maybe more like he came from middle school graduation, and he has homeroom in the morning. Yes, that's you, what I'm saying. You okay. can be you could be working. Um, that's also an, an acceptable, quote unquote, acceptable reason uh, to be wearing a short sleeve. If it's uh, like part of your uniform, right? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. If you're working, yeah, yeah. We have, but mag- not if you're not if you're like. Is it, do you think this is the next step? Because if we we've, we've got LeBron with the shorts, like the suit shorts, right? Mm-hmm. So then, can we dial back the sleeves? Because I would be. I have no use. I have no use for the full sleeve. None. Well, yeah. Well, and like, Josh, what am I protecting my forearms? Right, from? And like what Josh is doing with his long sleeve right now, rolled yep. up past the yep. elbow. That's mm-hmm. right. Just a bunch of sleeve you don't need. Exactly. Unless it's not wintertime. I don't have a cold. I don't need all that sleeve. <laughs> once, it's once, like two built-in handkerchiefs. Exactly. It's ridiculous. Down with unnecessary sleeves. Yes, that's correct. We I, I we basically. I think I, I think I just uh, flipped my decision. Oh. I was. I was, <laughs> I was anti it before, but now if if. We can get some people that are more fashionable and live in places other than Gaston County, like myself, um, behind this movement. I would I would gladly enjoy the social acceptability of the short sleeve button down shirt. Yeah, it's like George Costanza be draped in velvet. <laughs> <laughs> if it were socially acceptable, Max and I have just had this argument multiple times around our wives, and both of our wives are put push us to wear these short sleeve yeah. button up shirts. And Max is, I would say, officially on the short sleeve button up shirt. I resisted train. for a while and thought it looked dumb. And then, yeah, I mean, it's like become stylish now. And eventually I was just pushed to the point of like, okay, like I'll give it a shot. And now, especially with like how hot it is, it's like, oh, you know what? Like this is, this is actually kind of nice. And I think it has to fit right. Like yep. if it's like too big, then you're, like you're saying, you're going to look like a little kid wearing a shirt that's just too big for him. But I think if it fits right, I'm on board. I think it helps if you're a skinny gentleman, if you got a little bit of meat on your bones, maybe you've been eating too many Zach's hamburgers. Yum. It doesn't it doesn't, doesn't fit look right. Great. Yeah, it yep. look you look like Charlie Sheen in two and a half men. <laughs> you do it, it does feel like without this option, it's polo or t shirt a lot of times. Yeah. Or you wear the long sleeve button down and roll, roll, roll it on up, baby. Roll it, up. Yeah, yeah. Roll it on up. Get a little elbow sweat going. Exactly. That's great. Yeah, it's terrific. And then and then when they come out of the washing machine, they're still rolled up <laughs> and they never go all the way down. It's great. It's fantastic. I'm excited for the video podcast to come out for everyone to get excited about uh, looking at my rolled up shirt. Oh. Must be a rule about having a Panthers podcast in the summer that you have to spend uh, an inordinate amount of time talking about something other than football at the start. I yeah, think, no, Max. I think we do the same thing. <laughs> yeah. We do the same thing. On well, our... it's like you want to, like, there's only so much Panther content to talk about. Oh, my God. So we have to like really stretch yeah. the intro. Like I mean, in the way, look, you know, like I'm talking and like discussing Panthers football day after day after day. Like it's it's nice every once in a while to talk about uh, short sleeve button up shirts or burger spots in Charlotte. You know, but I know we're gonna get to football. Yeah, but I don't mind this at all. <laughs> no, I, I think we're yeah. I, I think unfortunately we've run out of topics. So it's basically like burgers and short sleeve button right, shirts. So, it's time to so we're not doing so we're not doing the fries versus tater tots discussion. No, it's tots okay, all day. Okay. Thanks for okay, thanks for coming out. This quick I'm discussion. So glad that they, that we're not going to dinner together. It's not not even a discussion. 
It's well, crazy, crazy talk. Crispy crowns are better than uh, tater tots. Crispy crowns? I don't what even know. That? That? What are crispy crowns? The, okay, it's the other Orieta product that sits next to the tater tot in oh, the freezer section. Well, if, they're all the same. They're they're all Orieta tater tots. If all of them. If your example of tater tots is Orieta frozen, then I can see why you choose French fries. No, that's that's what that's what ninety percent of the, that no, that's what ninety percent of the burger places tell you. They just the same tots. Yeah, but they're in a deep fryer. You're right. not scraping them off the bottom of okay, your baking the point, pan. The point still stands that Krispy Crowns are better than Tater Tots. Okay. As an at, as an at-home option. If I knew what those were, I would agree with you. They're but. in the freezer section. You roll your sleeves <laughs> down, go in there like a big boy, <laughs> and get you some. It's cold. <laughs> I, I bet everyone's probably wondering how many buttons you have. Uh, what, what's the look today? Button alert. Uh, I'm down two, I think. Uh-oh. Yeah. The button update, one, two. Yeah, well, I mean, no one's going to go with that. I'm not... Like as you get all the more stressed, does it, do, do more buttons come or do they go up? Like as I get, it's like every two drinks, one button comes. <laughs> <laughs> so. Weird, me too. Yeah. No, no, officer, <laughs> sir. So you have to understand, I start two buttons down. Yeah, that's so that's, that, that's why you can see half of my t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that we've covered all the uh, important things in life, now let's get to football Yay. training camp. What we're a week away now. Yeah, uh, yeah, one week. One exactly. week. Exactly a week, yeah. One week. So let's run down some of the biggest questions. We're going to start with left guard. Is that a big question? Yes. I feel like it. Right? I think I think a little oh, yeah. little bit of a big question. Yeah. Uh, well, Max, you're a special guest. Yeah, I actually just wrote about this today in a kind of position preview. I think it's a huge question. Um, I don't think the spring really told us anything about the left guard position the guys don't wear pads at all throughout OTAs and minicamp, and it's really hard to get a gauge on a lineman without pads on and them actually being able to hit. So getting down to Spartanburg, I think, is going to be the first real chance to figure out what does this team have at left guard. Um, they've got options. Um, you know, of, of course, we know this hole has been created after Andrew Norwell left to become one of the top-paid interior linemen in the NFL. So they have big shoes to fill. But they drafted Taylor Moen in the second round for a reason. He's an option. Amini Solotolu has started 30-plus games for this team. Tyler Larson has gotten valuable experience. And they brought in Jeremiah Searles via free agency. So you've got four guys. And I think it now gets down to summertime in Spartanburg. And they figure out which of those guys can separate himself. I would have to think, with Searles being from Minnesota, where North Turner was previously, for him... To, to, to follow Norv, if, if it went that way, that it would seem from the outside that he would be the, you know, at least the clubhouse leader at this point. Well, it, I, I think I think Rivera loves Silatolu, right? I mean, that's kind of his, that's his guy. So for me, when you're talking about, a, I think he's the clubhouse leader, you know, maybe much to some fans' detriment or chagrin, I guess right. I should say. But, like, I do think that, that, that he's going to be the guy when they line up in that first team drill, mm-hmm. when it's like so they're lining up first team drill, it's gonna be two Khalils and a Silatolu. Like yeah. that's <laughs> well, that's and, the name of the episode, I think. <laughs> well, and that's what that's what we saw in the spring too. I mean, the guy up with the first team was Amini. Yep, that doesn't mean a whole lot, you know. I, I think the the, re- the reason behind that too is because Amini's been around long enough that at that point in the year. You plug in the guy who knows where he's got to be, knows the playbook, so on and so forth. Uh, I don't think also that the Panthers are really very interested in tipping their hand too much at that point. It, it stayed pretty much what you expected. I think in the summer, 
Now at training camp, like Moten to me is the is the most intriguing option, right? Yeah. I mean, you drafted a guy in the second round for this very reason. Um, you take best available for this very reason. Maybe a guy like Andrew Norwell, who at the time of that draft, you didn't need a guard. But what do you know? Andrew Norwell leaves for big money in free agency. Now all of a sudden you find yourself in need. That's why you draft best available. They felt Taylor Mullen was the best available player. He's big, strong, smart. He kind of checks all the boxes. Uh, so I'm curious to see if down in Spartanburg he can really grab hold of that position because I think it's there for the taking. I don't think there's anybody that they've kind of penciled in. I think that's left blank right now, and it's there for somebody to kind of seize. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I do think that it's why I think it's I think it's wide open, and I'm not convinced that the guy who starts week one in da- against Dallas is the same guy right. that starts week five. Week eight, week sixteen. Yep. Maybe like they that, see how it goes. Exactly. Maybe make some adjustments. Yeah, I, I could see that as well. Where at a certain point they say, "Okay, now let's turn it over to the young kid, or you know, yep. to somebody." Um, I was reading. Uh, somebody today was talking about how they felt like a guy like Brendan Mahone was such a like such a dark like the darkest of all the horses. Like obviously he's probably not going to get that starting gig, but it is. Right. We are at a point now where I think it's so wide open. That if I told you he started a game at left guard sometime this year, you would be like, well, I mean, it doesn't sound that crazy. Well, especially when you consider the fact that Andrew Norwell was Brandon Mahone. Yep. However many years ago, he was the undrafted guy that nobody expected anything from. And now here he is all these years later with a boatload of cash. I mean, he's he's the rags to riches story, a guy nobody decided to take a flyer on in the draft. Even Ron Rivera, when they first brought him in that spring, when Norwell was a rookie, Ron has admitted that he kind of watched him and was like, I don't know if we have anything with this. And then, obviously, Andrew went out and proved people wrong. Once he got into game situations, you kind of saw the light come on, and it was like, man, this guy is relentless, and he's punishing people. He deserves to stay on the field. Um, But that's kind of the fun part of this business is seeing if a guy like an undrafted free agent can make it. And you're right. They brought in three of them. Um, I think it's interesting to see if one of them can kind of have his Andrew Norwell story unfold and make the team first and foremost and see where it goes from there yeah i i think it's the obviously it's the most wide open position and i think it'll be again just like you said it'll be super interesting and it's one of those things where i i feel like between the four of us here we know a fair amount about football uh three of us more than others i'm not going to point out who doesn't know anything but it's i'm <laughs> sitting right here directly right across from me they, like, don't even they are videotaping yeah. too uh, it's not even indiscreet um, but I, I know a general assertion of what to look for during training camp, but I know that what I'm looking for during training camp is probably not the same thing that the coaches are looking for. And I'm, what I'm seeing during drills is probably not the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, you're looking for fair. the food cart. Is that what you're looking for? What are you looking for? I'm looking, looking for, for the shade players. and the bug spray. That's what I'm looking for. Well, and especially as we're talking about. Where do you get one of those the, hats? Um, <laughs> <laughs> one of those photographer hats that has the. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Um, this is how we treat our guests. <laughs> but to, to your point, Josh, especially when we're t- we're discussing like the left guard position, none of us, I can safely say, can watch offensive linemen go through drills and really tell you whether it's the footwork, hand placement, strike, their you know bend and lean, like that's the punch. There's it, a punch we, involved right. as well. We yeah. can all watch a wide receiver make a great catch and be like, okay, this guy's playing pretty well yeah we can all watch a quarterback just put it on the money the offensive line that stuff that's difficult to evaluate if you have not kind of been 
in the shoes of a coach or player and know exactly kind of what they're tasked with doing. So that's what makes it kind of more interesting, too, is because we're not really going to have a great game. We might think somebody has the upper hand, but maybe we're not quite sure what the assignment was in that drill or in that team period. So we just wait to see kind of what that depth chart ends up looking like. Yeah. If if the left guard position can be, let's just say, serviceable, um, you know, one of these serviceable. I, that was not a shot. I like that. No, that I was, just, that was no, I, I'm sorry. I had to Josh. throw my face yes, back towards was... the microphone. I was <laughs> so excited to say that. Um, but if it's serviceable, you have the two Khalils, a, you know, maybe a Silatolu, maybe not. We'll see. You Trey Turner. Wh- what do you think of wh- what's the ceiling for this offensive line in terms of like where do we see them performing? If you get that, if you get that left guard position, and, and obviously the standard health caveat. What do you guys? Th- what do you guys think? How good can this offensive line be? Well, I think expectations are kind of tempered because of the loss of Norwell, right? I mean, you, you lose one of the best guards in the NFL, and I think now that you're looking to replace him with guys who haven't really performed anywhere near that level, the logical thing to say is, well, they're probably going to take a step back. But I think the big X factor in that is what they get from Matt Khalil. Uh, Matt came in last year with so many high expectations after that big contract, and he drew a lot of attention from the fan base, um, and mostly a, a negative way. There was that spotlight on him, and every mistake he made was seemingly kind of really just spotlighted. Um, and people don't really want to hear excuses, and I get that. That's fine. But he was coming off the hip surgery, wasn't 100%. He says he's feeling as good as he's ever felt. And I know people have heard that before and want to, are quick to dismiss it. And that again, that's fine, too. But I'm curious to see if that is indeed the case, if they're going to get Matt Khalil at the level where the Vikings had him in his first and second year, when he was a top five pick who had all the measurables you look for, the athleticism. Um, and if he plays well, if the left tackle plays well, your offensive line is going to be good. Yeah. And so I, to me, whatever step Matt Khalil takes is how much progress we'll see this O-line take with without Andrew Norwell. Yeah, I think if you're looking at a at a left guard that plays below expectations or not up to up to snuff and needs to play better alongside a Matt Khalil that is playing at that kind of lower level that he did last year whether it was injury or whatever it was, whether it was mental errors, whether it was not knowing the clip up and exactly. down. It was, I mean, yeah. he he did. He had some terrific games. Sure. You look at that Dolphins tape and he was spectacular the whole entire game and that was a big reason why they scored 45 points or however many points right. they scored in that week that week so i think that if you look at how that left side of the line plays is going to be a huge part of how good the carolina panthers offense is yeah whether it's khalil and silatolu khalil and whoever right if if they play poorly cam's going to be back there running for his life and that's you know if you give him three four seconds yeah. He's got a lot of weapons yeah, to go I, to. I think it's I think it's reasonable to expect Daryl Williams is only going to get better. I mean, he's yep. a young guy in this league who's coming off a second team All Pro season. Trey Turner has established himself as a Pro Bowl guard in this league, and if Ryan Khalil is healthy and on the field, we know what he's capable of and the level that that he performs at. So, yeah, I mean, I think that right side is pretty solid. Yeah, the left I, tackle spot. If Matt Khalil kind of gets himself into a groove and has a solid year, then I think. I think that group is going to be just fine. Yeah, I agree with you. I hope that's the case. And it really does come down to health. It sounds so crazy. And, like, you look at blocking and what they were going to expect from somebody like Chris Manhurts and without him 
here now, obviously going to start, start training camp on the pup. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Do you think Ian Thomas is going to be the guy at, at the second yeah. tight end spot? Or do you think they're maybe they're thinking about bringing somebody in? I or? don't know. I mean, he's so raw. So it, it's, it's hard for me to say right now that he would week one be ready to go in there and, and serve as a number two tight end um, and, and play a, a decent amount of snaps. I just, I just think that's a lot to ask for somebody who's still at that phase of still kind of learning the game. Um, at Indiana, they were just starting to kind of tap into his potential. So it, it, it wasn't like you're talking about a tight end coming from a program where he caught 50 balls, eight touchdowns. I'm like, okay, like this guy's ready to yeah. produce. I think in time, they may have found one of the steals of the draft. Um, but right away, I think that I think it's going to take time. And especially with what we know this offense asks of its tight ends, there's a lot of blocking involved. You've got to be able to – Pete Hainer doesn't accept anything less than a certain standard. Um, so I think that would be tough for a rookie like Ian to come in and right away. Maybe as the season goes on, that would be one thing. But I say that, and then it's like, okay, well, then who, right? Yeah. Because – where who are the other options for this team at tight end right now? And it, it maybe becomes a situation where it they're going to have to kind of put Ian's feet to the fire, and it's going to kind of be learn as you go because without Manhurts and Ed Dixon in Seattle, there isn't really that safe option right now for them to turn to. Well, there's Jason Vanderland, who, who I was going to maybe use as one of our I think topics. Oh, all right, we'll save him for later. That's going to be exciting. Save it. Played quarterback in college. Did he? Or high school? He ran for like eight thousand yards or something in college as a quarterback. (laughs) He's got a ridiculous bio. That's it's super fun. (laughs) I I love those guys that come into camp. Like Bonifon is another one. Yep. That is just like he played quarterback, running back. What you look at his tape and you're like, what is this guy going to do in the the NFL? And then they're like, oh, handoff on first down. And then it's and he doesn't make the team. Then it's. Mm -hmm. Not as exciting. Yeah, chase Uh, people down on special teams. Yeah, I think they just ask so much of their tight ends that, I mean, Ed Dixon, I know this is kind of a skewed stat because of how much time Olsen missed, but Ed Dixon was on the field for like 80% of the snaps last year. Manhurts was on the the field for uh, like 27%, but almost 40% during those times when he was the tight end too. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if you can ask a rookie to do that. Yeah, and I think may, like maybe this, and I think people are kind of intrigued by this. Maybe like Alex Arma gets a chance mm. to be not your traditional tight end, but has that ability as a fullback. He's getting some reps with the tight ends throughout spring. We saw him with over there with tight ends coach Pete Hainer getting some some work. So maybe that's a guy who's been in the system for a little while. And I mean, he's a physically imposing dude. Um, he might be able to get the job done as a guy, an inline blocker. And kind of as they piecemeal this situation beyond Greg Olson and they wait for Ian Thomas to kind of develop into a guy that can count on. Do you think that when you say piecemeal, do you think that they are waiting? They are hoping that Manhurts comes. I mean, obviously, they're hoping. They're hoping that he so. heal, that his fracture yeah. heals and he's able to run tomorrow. Yeah. But. yeah, I think that they put in a lot of time with Chris. Yeah. And, and he's put in a lot of time. And I think he's getting better. Um, it's it's tough because unless you're really seeing it in the, on the stat sheet, I don't I think a lot of people really can um, appreciate that and I get it. it's a production-based business so without the catches and yards and touchdowns it's like is this guy really making progress but I think man hurts was and that was unfortunate that he went down um, but they've invested time in him for a reason he's been around for a reason uh, and I think they're hopeful that once he gets himself healthy that he can be a factor yeah uh, I, I I hope so I think I think they would almost have to bring somebody in at this point. If they think Manhurts is not going to be ready to start the season, 
when you look at, you can't go out there week one and expect Ian Thomas to be lining up at H back, be doing all the things that you asked that tight end right. two to do, unless it's a new offense with North Turner and they don't yeah. ask that. All you got to do is ask Greg Olson how hard it is to play tight end. And yeah. he'll be the first to tell you um, it is challenging. And yeah, I think you might be onto something, Josh. I mean, I, I don't think it's without the realm of possibility at all that they might look and see what else is out there. If we're getting close to week one and, and they're in a situation where it's like, hey, we, we might need a veteran who can step in and help us. Do you feel like they look at a certain level of handsomeness for tight ends for in the Carolina Panthers organization? When you look at Greg Olson, Chris Manhurts, very handsome as well. Like, uh, who's the next Brandon guy? Brandon Williams. Come in? Yeah, absolutely. Swole bones. Swole bones. Yeah. yeah. Sexy. <laughs> Uh-oh. I don't. I don't know. I hope that, that's that's probably definitely going to make the, <laughs> the the highlight reel. I'm sure. T- I'm a married man. Thanks. The tight end position with that too. All yeah, the exactly. Happens, it's going to have to be in there. Sorry, Evan Bayless, you didn't make the cut. Um, and the first time we use the word sexy, yeah. on the podcast, I oh, think, right? I think so. I I use it off mic all the time, but mostly just to describe. Uh, my hamburgers that I eat. <laughs> I thought you were going to say yourself for a second. I didn't know where you were going. Yeah, with no, that. I honestly didn't know where I was going with it until the <laughs> sentence was all the way out of my mouth. So, all right, let's move on a little bit. We're talking, we get a lot of concern about age. Do the Panthers have replacements for the captains that are about to retire? Yeah. I, I mean, kind of like you, you look at, well, I mean, kind, kind of is of? kind of the answer to all these questions, right? They have left guard kind of, uh, is that question meant as far as like do they have guys who have leadership ability or just do they oh, have good question. Like, a, question. like another center behind Ryan Khalil? I would say that it's open open ended in order to I inspire like the leadership discussion. Question more. <laughs> I think the leadership one is more interesting to talk about. And I think it's more realistic in the scheme yeah. of kind of the NFL to have you know right. you can't you can't have the, the the roster depth necessarily. You'd love right. to, but it's not necessarily realistic. But I think the leadership is what you're looking for. Yeah, and I think it's, it's interesting. This team's captains have been the same for a while now. It's been like this leadership group. It's rare in the NFL to have that kind of, I don't know, stability amongst even your best players. I mean, there's just so much roster movement. But Khalil, Olsen, TD, Luke Cam. I mean, those guys have been captains for a, a, like several years now. And so, yeah, we're going to get into the end of that. We, we know Ryan Khalil said this is going to be his last year. Greg Olson probably has a couple more left in him. He'll probably try to play even longer than that. TD is getting close. So who are the guys behind them that you could see wearing the C? I think that's an interesting question. Um, I mean, I immediately look like I think I think Kwan Short is yep. next up. I think is a guy who is a leader in a quiet way, but still a phenomenal leader um, and kind of represents a lot of what Rivera and this organization want to see in their better players. Um, I don't know beyond that. I mean, there's some really young guys. I mean, is, does Christian grow into that uh, maybe down the line? Um, you know, on the offensive line, once Khalil decides he's done, usually you have a captain from that group. That's kind of a leadership group to get the big man up front. I don't know if Trey Turner Trey, right? I is kind of maybe where you would think initially. Um, but KK for sure. Yeah, for I would say if you're going to, I would say like Mario Addison probably falls Mario, into that category yeah. as well. Because that defensive line group, they really they they have that kind of that kind of uh, veteran presence to them, where you look to them to kind of lead the team sure. from the from the ground up. And I really do think that that those guys have it for sure. The other thing is that this team, for for the 
the older parts that they have. So like you look at TD is getting older, Ryan Khalil is getting older, Peppers obviously is uh, an inhuman. But he's never going to stop. Playing. Yeah, it's he's true. Just He'll just be playing. Forty-seven-year-old <laughs> Julius Peppers <laughs> yep. records nine sacks. It'd be great. Even if he does retire, he could still be like, "Or right, who wants to get chased by a seventy-year-old man?" Like, no, yeah. no, thank you. No, no, I'd rather not. Thank you. He's ridiculous. He's absolutely terrifying. I think Max, you can probably agree when you like when you walk through the locker room or through practice or anything, you see some of these guys, and you're like, "Oh, you look like a real person." And then you see Julius Peppers, you're like, "You look like he looks yeah. like an absolute." freak in there like it's, there's really no other way to describe him it's absurd terrifying I mean, th this team has two of them and like the, the first time ever face to face with cam is something yep because it's just like he's just like you shake his hand and they just kind of in awe of how massive his hand is i mean just mm -hmm. and he's built you know and peppers is just again those those two i think like league wide are two of the like freakiest just uh physiques you'll find so yeah the fact that they're on the same team i think it's is pretty crazy. Yeah, Norwell is one of those guys too. I was walking through the locker yeah. room last year, and I was like t tweeting something dumb, I'm sure. And yep. as I was like walking and tweeting at the same time, I almost ran into him. And he goes, "You got to keep your head up, man." And I was like, "Oh my god, I may just... Uh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I may just faint." I'm gonna miss Norwell because that's what like he was always wearing this scowl. Like he loved being. Like he knew he was so huge and people were scared of him just because how big he was. And I think he embraced that about himself. And like every once in a while, like I'm sure after that interaction with you, he probably turned the corner and like let out a little smile. Yeah. Just because like he knew he was able to kind of just mess with you in that way. But I just loved how he was like, I'm like this massive kind of just ogre of a human being, the hair, the beard. And he just fully embraced it. And I don't know. I got I always got a kick out of Andrew. Yeah, he's. Uh, I'm gonna miss him for sure. Uh, on, on the offensive line too. Since we're talking about uh, extremely large human beings, is there someone from like from one of the other teams that you remember that like come game day you're like, whoa, that's a good that's, question. That's a big one. Um, I think Vince yeah. Wilfork is one that immediately comes yeah. to mind for me. I mean, really? Yeah, Sam A Sam Adams, like those, those old Just old school Ravens, nose tackles. Nose, yeah. <laughs> Just um, you can't like. There's no chance in a doorway with you. I was, I mean, like, like JJ Watt is absurdly kind of built for, at this point too. It's like kind of just ridiculous. Uh, I think uh, there were and other guys too, not even like that kind of size, but like Julio Jones to me is just kind of a freakish athlete. We saw him at kickball as well. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> we got very excited about that. And <laughs> yeah, we did. That was a bit. Of, it became a bigger deal. It's a huge um, story, right? Oh no, he was at camp. Did already, you have to write so. anything on the chalkboard after uh, after the uh, kickball tournament? I, <laughs> yeah, oh, the Julio kickball thing turned into something. We don't have to get into all that. Um, but like guys, it was like, all in good fun until you know they, yeah. somebody else. Until it wasn't. Yeah. There, are, there are some guys I don't know. Like thinking back to like guys when they have like the helmet and visor. Like I always saw like Brian Dawkins back in the day. Yeah. Looked just like super badass guy you wouldn't want to mess with. Whenever they um, wear that visor, man, they always yeah. like you always see them and you're like, that is freaking yeah. awesome. Yeah, so. keeping it explicit, not explicit. As <laughs> D'Angelo's visor, training camp visor, yeah, a, uh, cool. a a Panthers tradition. John B camp tradition. John Beeson. I was always like, man, I would not want to meet that guy. You know downfield he's well, he was another one with the visor and just looked like that prototypical middle linebacker did you ever have um, happen, had the chance to meet chris jenkins i like, was no i was i've never was never here when jenkins played 
that he he's Another just one. like he just like eats a chair when he sits right. in. <laughs> just, he's just like everything. I, I remember he everything about him was just massive. Yeah, and yeah. that's why he plays nose tackle in the, or played nose tackle in the NFL. That's a very <laughs> evocative imagery when you say he eats a chair because it's literally like I could see Chris Jenkins like sitting in a chair and be like, oh my god, you gotta. Should we put like another leg in there just in case? Like Chris, bro, it's gonna be trouble. Uh, yeah, no. All right, let's, they, let's they put some, one of those under my chair too. Yeah, let's hit some quick uh, pre-training camp su- superlatives here. Uh, unexpected player to make an impact. Um, unexpected player to make an impact. Uh, I think that Kevon Seymour is going to earn that starting job opposite James Bradbury. I think he is. They brought in Ross Cockrell to get that job, to have that job, and everybody kind of an, anointed him as soon as he signed his name to the paper. But I think that Kevon Seymour, you give him another year in this system, another year to get acclimated to the NFL. The guy was going up against Tom Brady when he was a rookie, and he kind of learned trial by fire in in a Buffalo defense that was not particularly great in the secondary. And they did the same thing to him last year. And I think this is the year where he has been another year and he's ready to go. I think he I think he is going to come out of this training camp with everybody uh, knowing his name. That's a good one. Yeah, I'm 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 with you. I think I think Keevon has um much like we were talking about the left guard being wide open, I think yeah, that cornerback job opposite Bradbury is there for the taking. And I think this team really likes Keevon. You you don't you don't get guys who run four, three, forty yard dashes yeah that often. And they kind of were able to be able to get him from Buffalo. I think it's really worked out. Um and he's kind of settling in. That first year is always kind of difficult learning the new defense and getting adjusted. But I, I think there's a chance that Kevon um, can emerge for this team. And they're going to need it because they've got somebody solid in James, but they got to figure out that other that other cornerback spot. Yeah. Do you think we were talking about this beforehand? We were talking about like the, the rotation that they talk about mm-hmm. in the secondary that everybody has kind of just assumed this is what's going to happen because of the way that they've drafted, the kind of the way that they've talked. Do you think it's gonna that that's what's gonna happen? Is it gonna or are we gonna see one guy playing opposite Bradbury? I think the I think the preference is to have one guy playing opposite Bradbury. Um, I think you get into a situation where you're still maybe trying to figure out what you have, and maybe that necessitates the rotation. Um, I think sometimes matchups might dictate why you would want to have some other guys out there. Like we saw that last year with with Worley and Seymour, it was kind of matchup based. Um, if they were going to be playing more man or they were going up against receivers that they felt had the kind of deep speed to really threaten, they would go with Kevon versus Daryl. Um, so I, I think, you know, the other thing we have to remember is we've got a new defensive coordinator here in Eric Washington who we're not really quite sure how he's going to approach this. We saw what McDermott did. We saw what Wilkes did. Now it's Eric's chance. And, yeah, he comes from the same, uh, you know, branch of the Rivera tree, so to speak. But. Um, it's still a fresh set of eyes, and I'm curious to see kind of what his take on that will be. Because it's not just outside corner. It's the nickel spot, too. Um, Captain, Corn and Kevon is another guy who can slide inside. Dante Jackson, if he proves that he can handle the outside job and manage some of the role um, inside as well. I mean, you've got guys that are vying for the nickel job as well. Um, so a lot of a lot of stuff for for Eric Washington to sort through as we go through these next few weeks, and not just um, Jackson, but also Golden. It feels like if those two yeah. young guys are able to come in and contribute, that it really can. I mean, just just as any team, but if they can come in and contribute, that's going to be huge for this defense, particularly with the speed that they're going to add. You mentioned Seymour, and yeah. now you're going to be running multiple 
you know, speed type DBs out there potentially at the same time. And I think it'll be interesting because you look at the safety position and it's a lot older and there's a lot of youth though, um, you know, the, the cornerback position. And I, and I do wonder what we're going to see out of Eric Washington and is it going to be traditional or with a lot of these kind of different pieces, mm-hmm. do they try and do something? I don't want to use the term exotic, but you know, are they going to try and do things that are more kind of cutting edge and do kind of what you assume with basketball, where you can now you know switch everything? If you can switch right. everything in the defensive backfield, that's massive. Yeah, they could run like a forty-six. Is that a thing that people run anymore? They don't no? run it anymore, but I, I think there's think so. at least one guy that's got some experience with it. Yep. Yeah, no. All right. Well, I wanted to throw out that forty-six terminology. I felt like it was a good, good time to put it in there. Apparently not. Oh, I it just said. I just said that we got it. We, the guy in charge knows it pretty well. See, there you go. <laughs> I said that. Uh, I want to go the other way though. When talking about unexpected contributions, and I think it's a guy that's completely overlooked. It's Torrey Smith. I really think with it, with so many young pieces and a new offensive coordinator, that. Having a, a veteran like that, having that guy particularly early in the season could really be a benefit, especially because we're all hoping that Funches is going to make that next step. But he, you know, he's, he hasn't yet necessarily. So I think Torrey Smith is a big part of this offense early. Yeah, uh, I bet that would be great. Let's hope so. Guy you're hoping makes a roster. Who are you cheering for? Who? Um, I would say Kyle Bosch. Because I don't know if you've ever seen his uh, his college draft pictures. He was telling I asked him about it uh, during spring workouts, and I was like, "What's up with those pictures? They're they're great." Uh, Google I them t- right I now. He took them down though, because after you told me about them, I went to try to go find them. And oh I no, are they gone? Oh. I'll upload them. You be. can follow me on Twitter at Josh Klein Rules. I'll have them up there <laughs> in the next in the next uh, fifteen minutes or so. Um, he basically. He uh, he and his brother, nobody wanted to take these NFL like draft pictures with him. So he and his brother took their own personal photo shoot. And I mean, they're absolutely hilarious. Like he is making what could only be described as bedroom eyes at the football. <laughs> and uh, like, it's just it's absolutely fantastic. He also as he was walking into spring workouts under his breath to literally he was walking by himself to nobody. He goes, little hot out here for a penguin just to be walking around, don't you think? <laughs> Which is a real, real deep cut of Billy Madison. And <laughs> it was just for him. Like, he didn't say it for me. He just said it for himself. That's and amazing. I was like, Kyle, please, make, please, just outplay everybody. And <laughs> That's amazing. Um, yeah, I'm, we, we briefly mentioned my guy, Vanderlaan, yep. the tight end. He's just got like a ridiculous story. I mean, there's a lot of these guys who at the college level played quarterback because they were just the best athlete that they had, and they ended up racking up just thousands of yards, rushing, passing, and he's one of those guys. Um, I don't know if he has a realistic chance in the spring, though. He was getting open a lot, and um, there's a lot that can change when the pads do come on, especially at that position, but I, at one point, I even just said something to, to Olsen. I was just like, what do, you, what do you think of this 84 guy? He's getting open a lot. And Greg was like, yeah, doing pretty well in shorts and a T-shirt. And so (laughs) Greg Greg knows as well as anybody, all these veterans do. It's, uh, okay, let's let's see when the pads come on, see if you're still making these plays. And if he does, he might earn himself a way way onto this team because, as we talked about, the tight end position, there's someone in need. Yeah. Greg had my favorite uh, line of the entire offseason during that cart talk with Bill when he goes, when they were like, Greg, what are you doing? He was like, "Ah, just creating content. content. And then he pulls off the microphone (laughs) and walks away. And I was just like, yes, you're the best. 
He is. Everybody loves Greg. <laughs> is it is it bad to say uh, Bug Howard and Elijah Hood? Oh well, that's both. You hope they both do. Yes, like I a want combination. The, no, yeah, yeah, one or the other. No, I, I actually, uh, I, I really like Bug Howard. Uh, he was he was one of my uh, big fan of his size. I think he goes up in the air and, and makes plays uh, at a wide receiver position. That I think there's some guys just just like we we're talking about with the, the offensive line. You. The, these guys better be ready for this training camp, and that that's good. That's good. They're, this is not going to be the country club atmosphere we've had sometimes when you've had felt like all twenty two set going mm-hmm. in. Right. I think there's a lot of guys that better show up hungry, or they're going to or they're going to be working at the grocery store pretty quick, um, because the, I think Bug Howard's the kind of guy that could come in, and if not here, it has a chance to make an NFL roster. Not unlike a Mac Hollins. Mm, all right, that's a good. Is that uh, fair? See? I mean that's fair. Okay. That's that's fair. I I just but Howard was a guy when I walked into camp and I was like, who's that guy? Like he just draws your eye because he looks like an NFL football yeah, player. Yeah, he does. Like you just look at him and you're like, all right, okay, uh, okay, all right, okay. You thought all there right. was a new blogger in town? <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> and he wears eighty-seven too, which I like. Yeah, he looks the part. That's yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, he looks like Mr. Muhammad because of the jersey. Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's the only reason. That's, why. that's the only reason. Are we ready for game time? Yes. Let's go to game time. This game is our favorite. Time. Ready? All right. We call this Cam to K1. And this week, I like that. We're going to rate Spartanburg restaurants on a scale of Cam to K1, 1 to 99. Ooh. Uh, someone said, hey, we're going to tap out of this, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Where did my tag team partner? Like, my tag team partner got distracted what? By, by an attractive you lady. You can't in just the have a tag team. That's not how yes. the game works. Yes, it is how the game Colin? works. When you have you have to answer zero on everything because you don't know. You can answer whatever you no, want. I will not lie to the people. And Zach has been to everything and he wants to be a part of this. And I'm going to let him be oh, a part of it. Just because this. he always wants to be a part of every podcast doesn't mean that he's just. Thanks. Uh, yeah, no. It's okay. A, I'm going to go Whatever. Oh, <laughs> all right. So just me and, and Max. We lost then. All right. Down to just the two of us. And then there were two. Yeah. All right. Let's hear it. What do we got? I'm ready to rate. Who's going? Oh, Max, you're the amateur restaurant critic. Yeah, you have to go first. Okay. Yeah. Do you throw a restaurant at me and I tell you what yeah. my I throw rating in this is? List oh, yeah. Adam? yeah. Okay. We got Beacon, Ike's, Bojangles, RJ Rockers, Willie Taco. I don't know if we're missing anything. Maybe that is a favorite of yours. Well, yeah. We, that, isn't that, is that the next part? We get to throw yeah, yeah, our let's, favorite. Oh, well, so I'll save that. So first yeah. is the beacon. I mean, the beacon is a good place to start, right? Right. So do I give you just a number, or do I give you the no, player you give me who like wears that No, you give me like a player that, 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 okay. that corresponds to that jersey number. I'll go David Mayo. Oh, all right. That's a healthy healthy score just over halfway just there. Just over half. And the, I... I can appreciate the Beacon's legacy mm-hmm. as an institution in Spartanburg, which I think, ha- you know, like it's it's one of those places where it's like if you go to Spartanburg for a Panthers training camp, you have to go to the Beacon. You have to, like, experience that. Um, I hope I don't offend anybody, but, like, I just don't think it's that good. No, it's I've... kind of my take on the food. I mean, it's like one of those places that piles on. The fr- mm-hmm. like you have to dig through the fries to even get to your burger, and it's like it's a greasy mess. Some people might be really into that. I just I thought the experience was cool. I was not in a rush to go back, so that's why I give it slightly above the fifty yeah. ledger with fifty five. That makes Mayo. sense for me. I'm and I like go... that Mayo. The last name Mayo kind of works. Oh, for the see, whole, you so did you did homework. I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. That's why he thinks he should impressive. write reviews. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I see what you did there. I go for for the beacon. Uh, I got to rate it a Keyshawn Johnson. That's a 19. 
Oh, so and, you went really low. Yeah, I went really low, and let me tell you why. It, because it, well, it relates to Keyshawn in more ways than one. Is that now I don't feel maybe it's, bad. Maybe his I... best, maybe their best days are behind them. <laughs> maybe, but you're still was... good. You're still going to the game. So if Keyshawn's on the field, you're going to show up and go. You want to go to the ticket. You want to see Keyshawn make some catches. But at the same time, maybe you should go to that other side of the field because there's a better wide receiver over there. You're saying you know the beacon okay? has a ring. Yep. The beacon has a ring, but it isn't playing at that level anymore. They have many rings piled yes. onto your ta- onto your table. Well, based and they're on, too greasy. Based on the way, uh, because I've not been to any of these places because um, I, I don't travel, um, <laughs> and I don't go out to eat at fancy places except for one that's on this list. Um, based on Max's description, and maybe this just says uh, everything you need to know about his reviews. I'm giving it a 99. I'm giving it full K one. Wow! You have to dig yeah. through your greasy fries to get to your burger. Oh, okay. don't throw me in that briar patch. See, this is he's one of those. Okay. This is the kind of content that the people crave. Yeah. Is they want this kind of argument. We're embracing debate. The beacon stinks. There it is. I put wow. it out there. I will not be there this month in Spartanburg. You won't see me there. Yeah, exactly. I went, Both I, of your faces I are going to be in the front window. Do not serve <laughs> these men. <laughs> I have my picture in a bunch of other restaurants for not being served, but that's for for whole different reasons. Whole whole list of other reasons there. Yeah. I it's because you insist on using checks. Oh, see. <laughs> Oh, I do like checks. Uh, what are you, my mom? I would think, well, you know what? It takes a couple days to clear. You have a little bit of time to arrange your finances. It's better. I like it. Uh, I say for Ike's. Now, Ike's, now we're talking burgers. I, I'm going to give Ike's the full Bug Howard. I was going to go with the moose, but oh, we'll, go, okay. we'll go with the Bug Howard here. I think that Ike's is the burger place that you want to go to in Spartanburg. Mm-hmm. If you can't, if you... Once you've had the Beacon, because the Beacon is so famous, you got to go there, blah, blah, blah. Ike's is where you go for an actual really good burger. Plus, they have this thing that I've never actually been ballsy enough to try. It's a, um, I think it's called the Turbo Frank. It's a, it's a oh, hot that. dog wrapped in bacon and then deep fried and then put on a bun like a regular hot dog. I'll probably, that'll be, I think this year is the year for okay. me. Okay. Oh, yeah, I'm into that. Yeah. Um, Next. Trey Turner would be my okay. rating there. I okay. think it's good. Um, yeah. It's definitely, I think, a better burger. Um, it didn't blow me away, but I do like the whole setting of Ike's I thought was cool, yeah. kind of like a dive um, just off this side street. And yeah, so I thought it was good. Yeah. I think it's a solid 70 Trey yeah. Turner rating for me. I'm, I'm interested to see if you actually will go up to like a high number. Now, real quick, can I get a little more information on the sides, Max, at Ike's? <laughs> I I, they weren't. They didn't. They weren't that memorable to me. Okay, yeah. they, that's that's a good yeah. note. Yeah, it's all. It's, it's mostly crisp, It's mostly crispy crowns. Yeah, is I mean, that cool? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> mostly crispy crowns. Are we really doing Bojangles? Yeah, we're doing Bojangles. Yeah, I, I have surprised. to be able to participate in one. Yeah. All right, yeah. it's bow time. Colin, go. Uh, or, or what time? Okay, it's bow time, but is it breakfast time or is it lunch time? Oh. It's bow time. I can tell you that uh, because breakfast is is definitely higher. Breakfast is probably like a good Ricky Prol for me. Oh, that's Ooh. that's pretty but, nice. But Bojangles, much like uh, much like the competitor Wendy's, it, I feel like lunchtime has really become an abusive relationship at this point. Like <laughs> oh, I'm still wow. going because we used to be something, and now your fries. Just, just, I feel like it's gotten lackluster. We've gotten stale. Wow. So I'm, I'm down on mm. the lunchtime Bojangles experience. Okay, that's fair. I always eat breakfast at Bojangles. It does not matter what time of day it is, whether it's 8 a.m., 
noon, okay, yeah, 8 p.m., midnight. That, that egg and cheese biscuit is going to be just as good. That steak biscuit, don't sleep on the steak biscuit. Underrated, but it's delicious. I actually want to turn the tables, and I want to get Nikki's opinion on Bojangles. Yeah. You don't need my opinion. Let's get your yeah. opinion on Bojangles. My opinion on Bojangles? When was the last time you were at Bojangles? Great question. Okay, I don't eat a lot of fast food, so I probably haven't been to a Bojangles. Don't throw rocks at me. What if it's great food cooked quickly? <laughs> well done, sir. I probably haven't been to Bojangles in like two years. Well, that doesn't mean that you can't go next week. That's true. Or next in week. two weeks when we're live from Spartanburg <laughs> on August 1st. <laughs> That's what the kids call a plug. Very, very well done. Yeah, thank you. Very well Came done. Came in naturally. Uh, let's go to RJ Rockers. You didn't you a no, ma'am. You back it up. <laughs> you back it right on up. I, we're not sponsored by Bojangles, right? Oh, well, no. we have some other stuff that's sponsored by Bojangles, but not this particular podcast now. I'm just not a fast food fan. All right, then give it a number. I'm just... I wish I had all the time you people had to eat. That's all I'm just <laughs> going to say. And well, we can't all be Jared Allen just eating food <laughs> for just sustenance for for anything just to fill up our gullets. Right. <laughs> I want something delicious. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Don't throw rocks at me. I'm going to loam. Ugh, I knew you oh. would. That's all right. Mm. Yeah, you went for the... It's probably the definition of irony, too, right? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> you went for the, ch- the Czech Dirty Rice. <laughs> Fun fact, I used to have a blog called Czech Dirty Rice. Really? Yeah, if you, that might that actually still be... Exist? Still I, I really hope that it doesn't. It's on GeoCities? I'd imagine it has some pretty terrible stuff on it from... Some sweet I think I was takes. like 23, 24 years That's old. That's amazing. Yeah. So what, what, like, what was... What was the big event that you wrote about? Like, was there something that, like, we went back and we would just find, like, flaming hot 2012 draft takes or something? <laughs> it, was, it, was a, it was a classic 24-year-old just out of college, and I'm moving, so I figured everyone in the world wants to read about my moving from North Carolina <laughs> to Denver experience because nobody else does that. Nobody else moves, right? That was just me. And I had a lot of cool things to say, including some very personal things. So now I'm just going to quick some, do some quick Googling just to ensure that this doesn't get out. You can find that on his MySpace page. Yep. So. What's, what song's going to play when we go visit? <laughs> it's like the the um, like the MIDI version of uh, Bare Naked Ladies one week. <laughs> All right, real quick. Let's hit RJ Rockers and Willie Taco. Ooh. Are we going to combine them? Why not? All right. I want to hear Max. Those are both pretty solid. Yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> Greg Olson. Okay. Oh, Ooh, that's oh. high. I, I, I like you kind, of, oh. you kind of baited me into going higher. I thought yeah. like you were getting bored of like the 50s, 60s, 70s well, range. Yeah, you wanted exactly. a little more action, so I'm giving it to you. Uh, there you go. Um, yeah, I think RJ Rockers is solid. Mm-hmm. Um, and Willie Taco has become, I think, one of the most popular spots among the traveling media horde or those who go to camp uh, every year. It's it's like a it's a fave among those who head back. I, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I, for me, if you're going to eat two meals in Spartanburg, it's going to be Bojangles <laughs> and it's going to be... <laughs> Uh, Willie Taco. Okay. Oh, I have a, a place for you that you have to go to. Oh, what is what it? What is it? Is so, it a? Are we? Are we? Are you guys? Oh wait, no, no, no. I guess I'll give rating. my rating, and Quick my rating. rating is Wesley Walls. I'm going to stick in the tight end. Oh, oh. That. The, yeah. Okay. That's Very that's nice. a good one, Colin. Okay. What do you got for uh, R.J. Rockers and Willie Taco? Two places which you may never have been to. I would just point out that you went tight end at a place called Willie Taco. I'm yeah, just going to point that out. <laughs> that um, 
I I have not been to either of these establishments, as we've discussed previously. <laughs> Willie Taco, though, sounds delicious. And when I'm tired of burgers, which only happens about once every 30 days, I know where I can go get a good taco now. There you go. So oh, I'm very excited. Oh, What's your rating? Throw out a throw. Use use this encyclopedia Panthers knowledge to give us a a name that maybe Max or I may not recognize. Oh um, no, I can't. uh, Kendall Moorhead. Oh man, that's that's not that's not a deep enough cut. Is that (laughs) Kendall Moorhead? Is that did he wear like a I picture ninety four? I want to say ninety one. Is that right? All right, that's gonna get some googling. We're getting some nodding in the background (laughs) that I may have been correct with my Kendall Moorhead take. There you go. Um. Max, let's hear it. What do you got? Yeah. So this place has a bit of a special place in my heart uh, at training camp because when I first went down for my first Panthers training camp, here I am. like I'm this kid from New Jersey, first time really ever experiencing the South. Um, And Charlotte Charlotte is technically... In the South, but it's it's not really, you yeah, know, like no, it's you yeah. know. So going down to Spartanburg, South Carolina, that was like okay, this is this is a little bit different. And Brian Strickland, the other writer over Panthers.com, was like, okay, we got to go to Wade's. And so I was like, okay, like sure, let's go. And I walked into Wade's, and it was like I got hit with a tidal wave of just Southern hospitality, just kind of like I had never experienced before. There's just something about that place that it was just such a culture shock to anything that I'd ever kind of experienced before. My first like meet in three, which is like mm-hmm. big down here in the South, you know, Brian is all just like going crazy about all the different <laughs> veggie options and the like sweet potato pie and all these. And I'm just kind of, I was just kind of in awe of how different it felt. Had my first like legitimate sweet tea there. Ooh, so this was like my introduction to the South, and the food was like outstanding. Um, so we go back every year, and to me, going down to Spartan for training camp, that's the place that I have to go to. So I would say you better you, go to Wade's. Would you say you would give Wade a Kendall Moorhead, which is a 94, baby? <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Yes. So proud of myself. <laughs> Do you have a place? Oh, secret place? Yeah. Well, so Wade's was kind of the secret place. There's also a really good place that's like off, super off the beaten path if you okay. want to talk Southern. It's called Bubba's Barbecue and Bash. Oh. And it is oh, that sounds pretty Southern. legit. Like it's not on oh. Main Street. Like you got to get in your car and drive 10 minutes from Wofford, but it is crazy good. They have that Calabash fried chicken. They have that barbecue, and then they have the multiple sauces that you can get. So you don't have... I like a place that they don't necessarily put all the sauce on the meat. Right. They let you kind of dress it yourself. Yep. And so they have like a mustard barbecue sauce that is all right, we should get, chef whoa. kiss. Okay, this this is a first. <laughs> oh. This is a first that someone has been recorded liking South Carolina barbecue. Well, yeah. With I mean, the mustard style. The mustard sauce. Oh, South no, Carolina. I like that mustard style. Oh, and I, I, I lived I, in, I, I lived in Savannah. My met. rehearsal dinner had that mustard style barbecue and ribs. And my my parents came up to me and were like, what kind of food is this at this <laughs> rehearsal dinner? And I was like, Mom, you eat one of those ribs and you're going to love it. <laughs> Did she? Yeah. And she loved it. <laughs> Colin, what about you? Do you have a favorite besides No, the, <laughs> no. The freezer there, section is, of is the Wiggly? Is there a Marathon Station? Is there a BP? There's a QT. Look, Quick little, trip. Little Debbie takes care of you wherever you go. <laughs> it's a good point. Come yeah, on. so I, I think, I, I didn't, I'm not sure if you were going to say this, but I feel like 
at some point we should all go to Wade's or to yeah. Bubba's Barbecue. I was going to say, well, I'll okay. introduce you to Wade's. You introduce me to this. And then we'll Bubba's all introduce we'll see. Nikki to Bojangles. And reintroduce <laughs> yes. her yeah. to Bojangles. I need to be reintroduced, I think. Yeah, I agree. I and, think you need some. And Max, I, I need to know, now that you've gone to Spartanburg as many times as you have, mm-hmm. uh, do, can you get there the same way twice? Can you actually, actually do it the same way twice? Because um, I think I probably have. Yeah, I think I've, I've done it at the same way at a certain point now. But you're right. There are just so many different <laughs> like exits you could take, <laughs> side streets that end up getting you there. But yeah, going this going on year seven now. Yeah, I think I've I think I've repeated the same path more than once. Is it possible to go to Spartanburg without pointing out the peach on the way down, being like, "There's the no. peach!" Like literally, <laughs> that's all you do. Like no. as you pass it, hey, it's a peach. I think it got a new paint job recently. Oh, too. Yeah. oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely yeah. did. It's looking nice. Yeah, yeah it looks like a it's butt. Looking good. <laughs> that's the first time anybody's ever pointed that out, right? No one ever. You, said that. you are the first. Stick around yeah. for the original content at the end of the <laughs> yeah. show. This I got five, I got a five minute chunk on how the peach looks. <laughs> is this why you wish it was two thousand three? Is, yeah. is that what it is? That's that's right. Max, tell everyone where they can find you on the uh, internets and twitters and worldwide webs. Just find me on Twitter at Panthers Max. Um, especially down in training camp, we are tweeting up a storm. Yep. Practice updates. Maybe you'll hear a little bit about our. Uh, outings to barbecue and meet and three at Wade's. I'm excited for that. Anything and everything going on at training camp you can find on my Twitter account. Even You may even find what kind of sheets Brian Strickland has on his uh, twin bed in the dorm room. <laughs> hey, oh, he's not going to be on vacation? No, <laughs> Brian will be. Brian will be, will be up there with us working alongside. But yeah, like last year it was this amazing, I can't remember, it was some sort of like superhero. He uses like his son's old sheets. So like he ends up with like some amazing like childlike <laughs> Sheets on his dorm room. That, that is, is amazing. That is now actually what I'm going to be <laughs> yeah. looking forward to. Has seen that's, that. That's incredible. Colin, where can I find you? Um, um, don't don't find me, please. Uh, <laughs> at Colin CLT on Twitter, and I have an Instagram, but I don't know it. But I recently discovered it, and I think, guys, I think Instagram is going to be a big thing. Man, you <laughs> are the oldest person I've ever met. I have an Instagram, but I don't know what it is. That uh, is that's you're true. like shaking your cane as you're saying it. He's, he's betting on the uh, Instagram. That's what he's doing over here. Josh, well, Max, where can they Max, find you? Wait a minute. Max is the one that said you can't act like an expert just because you watch people do drills like he has never heard of Twitter before. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Uh, Josh? Yeah, you can find me at Josh Klein Rules on Twitter, at Instagram, at Instagram, just at Instagram. <laughs> That's what my handle You're is. I, go, I was in, I was in first, so they gave me a really good one. Um, same was, thing. Uh, was Josh Klein rules at AOL? Was that like your aim name too? That sounds like the kind of thing. Like, no, it does, yes. right? No, Josh I actually, Klein rules. I used to have, um, I used to have a longer one, uh-huh. and then I like tried to find something that had the phrase Josh Klein in there when yeah. I was picking a Twitter handle, and then. I was like, Josh Klein rules, and then it was like, oh, that works. And I was like, well, I do rule, so all right, click. And then now it's now it's everywhere. Worldwide, baby. Worldwide. And I'm Nikki. You can find me on Twitter at Nikki704, Instagram, Nikki Lee Wolf. Max, thank you for being here this today. This was a blast. I this enjoyed is, it. This is One Day Contract, powered by Ortho Carolina, a part of the Riot Network. Max, your One Day Contract is up. We'll see everyone else next episode live. Catch me on Instant Messenger, uh, ASU Home (laughs) Slice. Perfect.